Whoops. From the New York Times, I'm Nasty Babaro. This is The Finicky. Welcome to The Finicky Podcast Holiday Edition. I'm Nasty, filling in for Julian uh, here in a Brooklyn dungeon. I have upgraded from the pup tent in your child's backyard to an actual apartment in Brooklyn, uh, the Cobble Hill area, if anyone is uh, familiar with that. Wonderful neighborhood, wonderful life over here. Um, but yeah, we're closing out the regular season of Finicky and, and entering the uh, unforgivable territory of the playoffs. Uh, just wanted to check in with everybody, make sure you're doing okay, welcome any new babes to the group. Uh, I also want to keep you all aware that Scott Sweeney also just welcomed a new child into his family. Winner. So even the former finicky guys are, and gals, are, are getting things done this year. Uh, JP, Snake, Zach, and uh, Ben Derge all making the playoffs this year. So I'm sure Cooper is stoked. Uh, you know, it's been three years since we all got together in Palm Springs, Palm Desert to watch uh, Zach and Allie get married and... You know, this is kind of exciting times. This is a, a, a trying year for, for many good reasons. Uh, but anyway, yeah, JP, Snake, Zach, Ben Derge, all into the playoffs, uh, leaving the two Andrews, myself included, uh, unfortunately. Chris Antez, Julian, Stephanie, and Ben Bliss bringing up the bottom, uh, staying home this playoff season. But you know what? It's not for lack of trying. Uh, we also want to welcome Caleb. We want to welcome Chap. Uh, I apologize for anyone's children who I'm not including. Uh, I love you all. Uh, Stephanie, you're, I guess, two weeks out from the Rose Parade. Uh, Chris Antez, I can only assume, is winning his ninth or 10th Emmy. Um, yeah, and Andrew Bottom is probably at home making wine in Corvallis. Uh, Any hoot. Other than my non-tent living, that should be uh, that should be a, a solid update and a, a merry wish, merry merry Christmas and happy holidays to all of you. No matter what you celebrate, you guys, I miss you and I love you all. Uh, let's get into brass tacks. Uh, current standings, end of the season. We did uh, we did finish with JP finishing first. Uh, that tie with Julian in week one really paid dividends for JP. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he would have had 11 wins instead of 10. But uh, coming up in second, winning the West was Ben Derge. Run Rebels uh, finishing hot. A four-game winning streak. Uh, not to, of course, outdone by JP's six-game winning streak. Uh, but uh, the, the West was a, a more contested division. Uh, and I was surprised to see uh, Bottoms fall from grace. Uh, you want to talk about that four-game winning streak for, for Derrige, Bottom lost four in a row. I mean, you were looking at, 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 a, at a guy who was three and five while Bottom was... I, well, I guess that's not even correct mathematically. Uh, seven and five. Well, I don't even know. Bottom really uh let himself go there at the end it wasn't he he had some good managerial moves it just he he played some tough teams that outscored him uh bottom actually finished the season with the most points 
Uh, other than that, everyone else seemed to fall in line with with as many as many points they scored. Playoffs requiring nine wins this season. I think that's probably one of the best in finicky history. Uh, usually, uh, again, myself included, a few of us have squeaked in with a you know six, seven, and one record or a, a seven and three record. I guess is the first year we've we've played 14, 14 games. Uh, but the highest scoring teams all made it into the playoffs, all had nine wins. Uh, if, if you hit the 2300 point mark, you were basically guaranteed a spot again, bottom, the exception to the rule. Um, but yeah, with the, the parody that we had at the beginning of the season where pretty much everyone was alive, Julian bringing us those stats of, of playoff percentage week in and week out, uh, you know, they sort of dwindled there, and as we reached the final week, it uh, it was pretty clear how things were going to shake out. No big surprises over the last two weeks, uh, and I'm not sure it would have mattered. Uh, unfortunately, it's just me today, so I, I couldn't bounce any of these ideas off of anyone or ask, you know, Ben Bliss, what happened? Uh, I assume... I assume the children played a huge role as Julian also started to fall off there at the end of the season. Uh, but yeah, lo looking towards towards the end of the league, the 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 trends that we we saw kind of became a a trademark for every team. Stephanie finishing on a five game losing streak. Loser. Ben Bliss finishing on a five game game losing streak. Loser. Uh, along with Bottom in that four game losing streak really cost him the playoffs. Loser. So the second highest scoring team will be left out this year just because he couldn't put together a win in those final couple weeks. <coughs> uh, the waivers a little uh, a little lackluster. Uh, again, coming at you in the depths of night. So I'll uh, double check to see if anything is has changed in the uh, in the time that I wrote all this down and and now actually recording the uh, the podcast. But no, it looks like it's it's all the same. A lot of Miami action, a lot of a lot of Philadelphia. Uh, so nothing too exciting. Head coaches, defenses, a tight end, and a couple running backs thrown in there. Uh, but yeah, Julian making a the the biggest offer this week two dollars for the Dolphins head coach. I can only wonder how that's going to pay off in the losers bracket. But uh, I don't think anyone will be paying too close of attention. Uh, Zach also making a lot of moves. Funny enough, Zach out of money. Zach now out of money. He tried to get the Vikings coach, was not allowed because his uh, acquisition budget would have been exceeded. He is sitting at a big goose egg uh, with money left left for, for the rest of the playoffs. I think that is going to play a big role on his ability to to make a charge into the into the postseason, but we'll see. Zach always has a trick up his sleeve. Honestly, looking at uh, just by waiver interactions, uh, Snake has two dollars, Julian has eleven dollars. Uh, after that, everyone else has a, a solid purse to go after their desired players. You know, I think if everyone stays vigilant, even those of us in the in the losers bracket, I feel like uh, we could cause some trouble for for Zach and Snake. So the East appears to have saved their monies, uh, and this could be a big trend in a in a theme of of regret. 
for the West if if that continues. Uh, but yeah, uh, the players the players in the offers report is just I mean we got Mike Gusecki, uh going to Gillikins Island. Of course that's Snake uh, dropping Tyler Conklin though. Interesting enough, Conklin would probably be someone I would I would want on the team. But Gusecki, I think, you know, as a Tua lover, Gusecki does have some play coming into the this weekend. Um, I feel like everyone else doubling down on, on Miami. Malcolm Brown going in there. I guess no one likes Miles Gaskin anymore. Again, I own Gaskin and Tua, so this is a little disheartening. Uh, but yeah, that snake going after all the, the remaining dolphins. Uh, Amir Abdullah also going to Zach. So Zach got the Eagles D, Amir Abdullah, uh, and the Eagles coach. So the, the crucial coach edition. Don't worry about that. Zach got him. Way to go, my comeback kids. Uh, but heading into the schedule here, uh, I, I suppose we can go into the matchups. We should start at the bottom, which I would argue is one of the most exciting matchups, uh, at least thus far. Stephanie versus Ben Bliss. Uh, and I'll tell you what, looking at the scoreboard right now, it's it's kind of wild. Uh, it's 66 to 13. Stephanie has had two players. Two players, actually, uh, which I find just, I'm, I'm blown away. Uh, if you looked in the third quarter, Travis Kelsey had done pretty much nothing. Uh, well, you can always expect a, a nice little outing by, by Pat Mahomes. But Travis Kelsey finishing with like, I mean, it's 33 points uh, looking at it, but almost 200 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, boy, where was this during the regular season? Uh, Ben Bliss, you know, a solid, uh, Keenan Allen, you know, a solid performance, 13, 13 points. I don't know if, if a two player 66 point outing, those are tough to come by and tough to overcome. Uh, Baltimore might have to tie Green Bay, uh, if he wants a chance to come back at this. Uh, but yeah, looking at that matchup. You don't have Mahomes playing anymore. Dak is supposedly gonna have a, a resurgence here, and he is playing the Giants. Uh, Melvin Gordon uh, should have a, a nice little game going against uh, going against the Bengals. Um, you know, I, I I gotta say I'm not a big fan of this San Francisco running back thing, but also, you know, Jeff Wilson is is not a. a not a bad option. Kareem Hunt. Stephanie doesn't have a bad team. Uh, a couple of these guys look like they were from our inaugural season a, f a long time ago, including her name. Uh, but Emmanuel Sanders coming in. Oh, man. Sterling Shepard. Uh, I honestly think after the, the, the first game on Thursday, Stephanie just has a lead that isn't going to be outdone. Uh, Carolina's defense against Buffalo could pose a problem. Uh, Carolina's D, I've I've had them a couple a couple games this season, and it, honestly, it was not great. Uh, but you never know. You never know. Every week is new. 
Uh, Buffalo, I don't think, is the team that everyone, they're as great as they were going to be, but I mean, they're, they're not bad. Buffalo is, is still pretty solid. Um, yeah, diving over into, onto Bliss's side, Stafford, the Hawks have, have kind of, I don't know, made everybody look pretty good. The game getting postponed, that's a whole nother thing, guys. I, I'm coming to you now as, as Cobble Garden's Vax Clinic. Get that booster. Just boost yourselves. I don't care how old your kid is. Seven days, boost him. Uh, game moved to Tuesday. Uh, Rams Rams and Hawks. Stafford would probably have to have a big game. Oh, man, we're relying on Roethlisberger, too. Also, also going into the 2005 season. Uh, Bliss, you're diving deep. Uh, Sonny Michael. Uh, a lot of Tuesday, Tuesday games. OBJ. Bliss's team, uh, I mean, if Najee Harris can have a, a, a really good performance... I feel like he's going to have to have a couple a couple 20-point players. Uh, Pittsburgh against Tennessee. Najee Harris is going to be probably one of those that he'll need. Um, but, I mean, there's a, there's a shot. Marquise Brown could have a big day. Uh, Green Bay's defense is not, you know, terrible, but... Uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson not being around, or maybe being around. I think he has a chance to play, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, and I think that speaks speaks more to, to Bottom, who I think has uh, Lamar Jackson. And, uh, but, I mean, if Tyler Huntley were to play, that's a, an easy pickup off the waivers. So if you listen to this before that game, oh, boy. Uh, yeah, that might be a good stack for, for Ben Bliss to look into. Uh, Marquise Brown, Tyler Huntley. <gasps> heard it here first. Um, <laughs> you know, the Rob Gronkowski showed flashes of of his old self too. These teams are both so old. Um, I mean, when Gronk plays, he plays well. Uh, New Orleans again, a show of them, their former selves too. Uh, if I had to make a judgment call. And we're saying Baltimore ties Green Bay on Sunday uh, at the 4 o'clock games. Baltimore ties Green Bay. I think I give this one to Bliss. Otherwise, Stephanie's kind of already put herself in a good spot uh, just with Mahomes and Kelsey doing what they do. So 99, 98%. So 2% chance Green Bay uh, gets their tie. Uh, and that Baltimore head coach really changes Ben's world. Again, playoffs are a two-week thing, so this would just give uh, either of these people an edge going into the following week. But I, I think 98%, I give this one to Stephanie this week. Winner! Uh, so, Stephanie. Winner! Uh, moving on, we have uh, another thrilling Julian matchup. You know... Just a quick sidebar. Julian's team, I thought the the as a former four percenter like Julian, or three percenter, I don't even remember what percent, I think it, it fluctuated. Uh, he was in the mix there for a while. Julian had a serious shot at uh, at making it uh, into the playoffs. But sort of as things go, uh, he just sort of 
fell off a little bit. He finished with a three-game losing streak. Uh, so he was at 500 and then just dipped. He dropped it low, as, as some people might say. Uh, unfortunate for Julian. I, I don't really know. I think it probably was the freshman quarterback syndrome. Uh you, you can't just expect that from, from Trevor Lawrence and, and Justin Fields. I mean, you got a pregnant wife, you got baby brain. I don't know what's happening over there, but Julian kind of let himself go, and here he finds himself uh, playing Chris Andes, who whose team is, honestly, I think he was in, in the mix for the playoffs heading into heading into last week. If if the cards had fallen in, in a different way, he, he'd be sitting there uh in zach's position um but here tez is playing playing julian loser whatever gruden's qb camp has has left for us uh but this is a kind of an exciting matchup i tez is is already coming in hot with the 28 nothing lead and i think chris's squad uh looks looks poised to to kind of run with it uh we're being really gracious to uh, both, I think, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields uh, to project 27 points out of both of them. Uh, I know Trevor Lawrence has Houston, but I have the least amount of confidence in him. Uh, Minnesota, I think, primetime Minnesota is not always great unless they're playing the Saints. Um, but I think Minnesota is just a, a better ball club than Chicago. And I just don't see Justin Fields having a, a great night. Um, and heading over to the Hawks, Russell Wilson, always putting up decent numbers. Um, and especially he's kind of, since the since the injury and the, its lingering effects, he's kind of picked it back up. I don't know if he's going to get to the one, two week. I think he was hitting at least upper 20s in the beginning of the season. Um, I don't know if he's going to get that. Um, and it's the Rams. Yeah, but it's Tuesday. A lot of time to rest. Um, I hope to God he can find DK. Uh, but also Joe Burrow. I don't have a lot of confidence in Burrow. He's, he's going against Denver. Um, so I mean, Denver, no, Denver isn't awful, but, uh, you know, they're not great. So... I think quarterbacks gotta go to gotta go to Chris. Um, a little bit of a disappointing showing for for old Clyde here. Um, again, not terrible, but six points you, you need at least from your RB one double digit points. Uh, I assume James Robinson will, will come through with with at least that. Um, Hi, I'm the Wicked Wiener. But. Uh, Ooh, Cordero Patterson. I, you know, I gotta say, other than Zeke, well, actually, no. You know what? I think Julian's gonna take the running backs here. Uh, Washington against Philly. Philly again, not great defensively. I, I can see Antonio Gibson running all over them, uh, and he's actually kind of had a little bit of a uh, of a resurgence in the past few weeks. I think last week was a dud, but. Uh, moving down the list into the receivers, I mean, Tyreek Hill, Tyre Lockett's been, I think, the only good thing about the Hawks. But I think Lockett now is out. So, 
Doesn't look good. Chris is going to have to make some moves. Uh, Tyler Higby, I believe, also out. Oh, boy. This... Now I'm beginning to look at this. This does not look good for Chris. Uh, this could be a sign here. Um, he's going to have to make some moves here in the wide receiver slash tight end section. Uh, thank God Higby is in a wide receiver tight, tight end slot. Easy, easy adjusting there. Buffalo head coach against Carolina. I mean, Miami head coach against the Jets. Julian is really... I don't think it's a it's a given. The Jets are a mess and almost a guarantee, but I feel like there's got to be better matchups out there. I mean, Lord knows Zach was going hard for the Vikings head coach. Didn't get him. So still out there. Probably able to pick him up. Now you don't need money on these transactions. So still go for it. Uh, Gillikin. Not the island, but the actual punter. Uh, one of the best in the game. So... I think I got to give that to Julian too. Seattle's D against the Rams. I don't know if that's a good move. Uh, if CD Lamb has a great game against the Giants, I think Julian has a shot. But otherwise, I think once Chris plugs in uh, some options at, at receiver, uh, he might be able to, to do something about it. I mean, Valdez Scantling, it's kind of a, a crapshoot with him. I don't know if that's going to be an option. Uh, he does have Zach Ertz he can throw into the mix. Um, I suppose DeAndre Hopkins is injured, right? So so Zach Ertz might be uh, might be getting a little more action. That He could go in for Higby, Valdez Scantling going in. Uh, doesn't look too bad. Doesn't look awful. Uh, so yeah, I think if Chris makes those adjustments... Uh, barring a C.D. Lamb outbreak. Uh, but, you know, I think we follow the CDC, not the C.D. Lamb. <laughs> oh, anyway, Julian, I am sorry. Loser! But uh, Chris Antez, I think we're going to give it to him. Already starting out 28-0. I don't think he's looking back for the rest of the week. Winner! Uh, now, from Gillikin to Gillikin's Island. Uh, no, actually, you know what? We're gonna go to the we're gonna go to the match of the Lyles. I'm sorry, I'm just I'm I'm swiping through. I had in the the wrong order here. What? Uh, we'll we'll go with the Battle of the Bot. Well, I guess Battle of the Andrews, <gasps> not the Battle of the Bottoms until it's beach time in Santa Monica. What? June. We got our uh, we have our man thongs on and we're having a twerking contest. I guess that would be the only Battle of the Bottoms. That you guys would see here between two Andrews. Loser! Anyway, moving on from that, uh, Andrew Bottom leading 14 0 at the moment. Uh, interesting enough, uh, Austin, Austin Eckler uh, and LA Chargers D with one point. Uh, the defenses are out. My, my defense was garbage. But not too garbage. I feel like zero points. I was going to change it, but then I forgot. Uh, you know, you work late nights. You come home in the middle of the night. you got Julian texting you about chap, about the podcast. Um, you know, you just missed the playoffs. You know, it's just not a great week. Uh, but what are you going to do? You can't change your defense. Here you are. Um, 
But anyway, defense is around, and they were both non-factors, so it's more or less a 14-on-14 14 14 week for us. Um, Lamar Jackson, I, my understanding currently, as he is questionable, um, he is a... He may play. Uh, I, I don't... I don't know if that is the smart play. Uh, if I'm a coach for the Ravens, and if I'm a coach of DJ Morbutts, I think I might want to look elsewhere. Um, I mean, it's it's not like there are a lot of options. You know, Jalen Hurts also questionable, but that game pushed to Tuesday, so it's probably a little bit better. Like that's a blessing in disguise. Um, so I feel like that actually could be a better option. Um, I'm not sure. I, I didn't see his, his status during practice this week. I think he was limited at least for the first couple couple days. But if he gets a full practice in and now with two extra days, there's no reason why I, I don't think uh, Jalen Hurts doesn't play. Uh, so bottom, I shouldn't be saying this, but should plug him in for Lamar Jackson and just keep an eye on it. Uh, Sunday night uh, or you know what just leave Lamar in there if you think he's gonna have a better game against Green Bay um, but I think I, I would still take Hurts uh, against Washington or even if you like Baltimore's shot double down on on Tyler Huntley um, but anyway then solid Kirk Cousins uh, Andrew Bottom has one of the best teams I think that we saw this year uh, he just got unlucky the last bit of the season. I feel like I should be talking more as the uh, as the historian. We should be talking more about this season and how it played out uh, statistically. Um, I mean, there were a lot of close-ish games. I mean, obviously, uh, the tie to, to start the season when Julian manipulated everything and caused controversy after controversy. But I will say that um, it just came down to managerial decisions that paid off or didn't, or or you paid for or you didn't. Uh, I think Bottom was unfortunately the unlucky one in that, um, kind of getting getting robbed, if you will, uh, from the playoffs. But yeah, team team very solid. Uh, and again, if the, these are all guys that if they have great games for the most part, uh, I'll uh, jump back in and check the uh, the status of his guys. Uh, other than than a few of those those question marks, uh, Lamar Jackson, Javante Williams is a is a question, um, and I think that's why we saw the other activity at the. Uh, for for Denver running back, um, but between him, Melvin Gordon, uh, I I don't know who's gonna actually actually play. Uh, it looks like coach has given him the the green light, so Javante Williams will actually play. I think that's why his projection is still up there. DJ Moore, the namesake, uh, questionable too, but I think he's also someone that that you should you could pretty much count on for a touchdown and plan. Um, I think he was limited throughout the week, but he should end up playing. Uh, 
Tight end option, I think Conklin hitting the waivers is probably also a reasonable option for, for bottom to fill in for TJ Hawkinson. Uh, might as well get a, a linebacker who you know is going to play because that's also kind of a crapshoot as it goes. But other than that, uh, Denver and Cincinnati, I, I feel like McManus will have a day. Um, I feel like bottom's sitting pretty pretty nice here. Uh, heading over to uh, to the Vax Clinic squad. Um, I think I know what they're kind of going for. Uh, other than a, f a couple question marks at running back with Fournette and uh, Connor, if they play, I feel pretty confident that Connor will have 12 yards rushing with 11 touchdowns as he, he is pretty much done this season. Uh, and Fournette has been a little bit lights out, so I hope to God he plays. Um, Aaron Rodgers and Tua. I mean, I got to say it's better than Daniel Jones and Cam Newton. Um, Gaskins and Sanders both cleared to play, so I do have options to fill in at running back. I just got to pay close attention to those games. Um, DK's been terrible. DK's been terrible, um, but with Lockett out, I feel like this could be his shot. Uh, Mike Evans has been a little hit, hit or miss. Uh, he's actually the seventh-ranked receiver, but Julian has been feeding him, just talking like he's one of the worst guys. But I'm not going to lie, Mike Evans has done a, a, a damn good job. Um, if he can hit the double digits, I think I, I will, uh, I'll be sitting pretty. Um, Van Jefferson also was a solid pickup a few weeks back. Um, but everyone else looks pretty poised. You know what? I am biased. I am biased, but I got to look at the projections. And uh, once once Andrew Bottom makes a couple of his adjustments, uh, his projection is going to go up. But um, even with his big goose egg from the KCD, Cobble Gardens Vax Clinic, I got to give myself the big old winner. I am sorry, Andrew Bottom. Loser. And we're still Andrew Squared which is probably the most important thing. I actually beat Bottom last week. Uh, week's highest point total, 216. Uh, <gasps> just thought I'd throw that in there too. Shameless self-promotion. But now we're heading into uh, the games that we care about the most. <laughs> um, we'll start with uh, Ben Deranger and Jacob Moore. Gilligan's Island, running Rebels. Uh, you know... This is this is gonna be a good one. Uh, Jake actually has the highest scoring team. Uh, bottom was second only to him. Yes, that is all for uh, Jacob Moore. Uh, just because he was the highest rated or highest highest scoring team uh, in the league this season. And he's actually projected at 170. No one has played yet. Um, but, I mean, the Josh Allen, Tom Brady. I, the, you have players you don't even have to talk about, uh, really. Cooper Cup has been lights out. A um, couple interesting, uh, I shouldn't say additions, but uh, guys that I'm looking at. Uh, Chubba Howard. Dave Montgomery, you know... For some reason, this guy, everyone 
Everyone loves him. He's always projected high and always disappoints, almost without fail. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a Montgomery fan. So, Dave Montgomery, you you get a thumbs down from this guy. Uh, Chase Claypool, Devontae Parker. I do like Devontae Parker, and, and as a guy who's throwing who who has Tua, I like Devontae Parker. Um, never plays, still like him. Uh, the Gasecki edition, we did talk about that. Uh, Dolphins D. I guess we're leaning heavy on the Dolphins this week. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of Dolphins. Uh, you got the D. You got Gasecki. You got Devontae Parker. Um, Justin Tucker, also pretty pretty great. Uh, Tampa Bay's head coach going against New Orleans. I think pretty safe bets all around there. Um, but Tampa Bay isn't... I feel like Tampa isn't... You know, this isn't a lock. They're on a four-game winning streak, so forget I said anything. Cardinals against Detroit, on the other hand, heading into Derage. Uh, 20-0 lead already. He's going to have to do something about Henneke, who is out, but for Tuesday, so I don't know if... Uh, did he do the, the COVID protocol? Uh <coughs> Yeah. So, Bing Bong. Yeah, I, I guess he's. It's gonna be crazy for him to to clear the protocols. But whenever they say that, they always do. So never mind. Henneke will probably play. Saquon Barkley, I think, not a, a terrible matchup against Dallas. But Dallas is isn't a cakewalk. I think you can probably expect double digits from him. Josh Jacobs. Uh, I think Waller's not playing uh, at the moment. So I don't know if that's going to increase Jacobs' workload, but Jacobs, again, if you can get double digits from him, it's not bad. Um, moving down, Chris Godwin, I like that. Uh, A.J. Dillon, not a, a great choice, but not a bad choice. I, I feel like he's going to get enough enough carries. He could still, still factor in. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, if I had to choose, I'd choose Aaron Jones. But AJ Dillon isn't isn't terrible. Uh, Devin Singletary, obviously, uh, <gasps> he's he may not put together. If, he, if I mean, if he gets double digits, it's a gift. Otherwise, I'm not excited about him. Uh, Dante Johnson, solid for the Steelers. That I someone was going for a Roethlisberger. Jul no, <laughs> Bliss Bliss has Roethlisberger, so maybe. We can, we're looking out for that. Dante Johnson, Ben Roethlisberger connect. Which against Tennessee, you never know. Rivalry. Um, yeah, not not bad. Dawson Knox, one of the best. CJ Mosley, one of the best. Cowboys D against the Giants, going to be one of the best. Rams kicker against the Hawks. You didn't hear me say it, but yeah, probably one of the best matchups you got. And the Giants kicker. I really like how uh, Ben Derger... Derge, your, your team really rounds out um, with 20 already from Bear. I mean, if, if a couple of these running backs show up and the the QB situation sorts itself out, I I wouldn't be surprised. I I would I would look for the upset. I'm gonna say <gasps> that uh, the running rebels are gonna run right on over to and run right off of Gilligan's Island Winner! this week, which would I think give him the much needed 
point total to kind of take on two weeks against Jake Moore because not a lot of people come out alive after two weeks with Jake Moore. <gasps> um, so, yeah, I, I mean, Brady and Allen, if, if they have uh, classic games where they just destroy uh, and score a lot of points, I think it would be safe to say that that Snake is going to hit that 170 projection. Um, so I think for for winner's sake, if you can breach 180 points, I think you're going to win. Um, there are a few guys in this league, I think all of them are in the playoffs, that if you, even if you hit 180, you're not safe safe, but you should be okay. Um, so yeah, I think if Ben Derger can eclipse 180, he's got this in the bag. Uh, sorry, but you heard it here. Ben Derger, winner. Uh, and moving on to, I suppose what we would call the matchup of the week, and and they've earned it, I would say, not because of what Zach did, though I don't want to minimize it or poo-poo it. Uh, Zach had to, had a, I wouldn't call it an uphill battle, but I mean taking down Andrew Bottom, basically coming at him for the for the last four weeks. His ascent matched and mirrored the descent of Bottom. <laughs> which I hope is not Andrew Bottom's uh, new nickname, The Descent of Bottom. <gasps> uh, but JP, that's who we should be talking about because this season JP was the winner. And yeah, it did finish. It did end with a, a six-game winning streak, uh, which essentially means JP was sitting at four, three, and one. At some point, in the middle of the pack, I don't even want to think about where, where my team, well, actually, I think I was at like two, four, and, well, probably four and four. Who knows? Actually, yeah, I think I was four and four. That's, a sh oh, God, that's embarrassing to think about, JP. We were pretty much tied, and look at, if I just made all the right moves, uh, which you did. Um, and again, it's not that JP was outscoring people by an overwhelming amount. I think the way that Bottom did in some of his games, uh, JP was just playing good, solid fantasy football, making sure that he was, you know, scraping by with enough points to win week in and week out, and he did. Um, you know, I can only really speak from, from my own experience off the top of my head, but I mean, I scored 180 against JP, and it wasn't enough to, to pull off the win. And that's kind of how it is. JP, for some reason, knew exactly... How many points Greg Kittle was going to score against the Seahawks? And it happened to be in the upper 30s. So, well, either way, kudos to you, JP, for winning the regular season. But now you're taking on Zach McKee of McComeback Kids, uh, who has a team that is coming to life, uh, much like Kyler Murray, who at the beginning of the season I projected wouldn't make it through, but he did come back from his injuries. So Zach is proving me and everyone else wrong. Um, but Kyle Murray has, has been still playing decent, and he's chucking the ball a lot. Uh, I think other than his, his low was against Chicago, and that was coming off the injury and the bye. Uh, but, I mean, he threw 49 passes last week, which, which is a lot. 
Uh, again, it was against the Rams, so it was a, kind of a, a shootout a little bit. Uh, and he didn't score a ton of points because of interceptions. But I think against Detroit, you can expect Kyler Murray, unless they jump to a huge lead and then they just hand off to, to James Conner. I think Kyler Murray is going to be a safe bet for, for 20 points, if not more. Taysom Hill, interesting, interesting choice. But I mean, Taysom is someone who's, who's performed. Uh, yeah, 26 last week. You can probably expect more of the same. Tampa Bay's defense isn't awful, so Taysom Hill will probably be able to scrap something together. Um, yeah, then heading down the list, Devontae Freeman. Boy, again. Remember when this guy was on Atlanta? God, those were the days. Uh, Devontae Freeman, a little hit or miss. So if he if he comes up with it, I feel like he might be able to, to, to at least stay competitive with JP. Um, heading down, Amir Abdallah. Again, we already went over that uh, gem of a pickup. Uh, T. Higgins for Cincinnati. I, uh, I believe QB in Cincy is COVID positive. Uh, no, no, never mind. I don't even know who I'm thinking of. We got Joe Burrow. Uh, well, I guess... I guess we're going to see Burrow and, and Higgins going after it. Uh, Rashad Penny resurging, coming to life here lately. Um, not, not a bad option to have either. If he can uh, reproduce what he did last week, it's it's not going to be that bad. Uh, again, continuing down the list, Mike Williams, Stephon Diggs, uh, Mark Andrews, Jordan Brooks. I mean, if we're talking about Seahawks, Jordan Brooks has kind of been a knight in shining armor as in the past few weeks. He's He's been putting some solid performances together. Not like great, great, not like 30 or 40 points great, but I mean, for linebackers, if you hit 20 plus, you're in the sweet spot. Uh, Eagles D against Washington. It is going to be on Tuesday. Um, uh, Eagles D hit or miss too. I don't know. I don't think I'd trust him, but that's why Zach's in the playoffs and I'm not. Eagles coach, again, if they had Minshew and if you're playing for the tie, I get it. Otherwise, not so sure. Uh, Robbie Gold against Atlanta should be a, uh, a shoe-in. Uh, heading over to JP's side, Oof, Carson Wentz, Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't like to see it, uh, but I got to say that's that's a, a good group of quarterbacks playing. Um, but I think the real concern is you got two running backs on IR. Uh, I don't think it's... I think it was more... I don't... I don't know. The Jets running back isn't exactly someone I would be concerned about it. Uh, I think he's coming back, but it's still the Jets going against that behemoth Miami squad. Um, I don't know if if I like that. Chase Edmonds, I think, also is, is coming back too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, <coughs> but I'm not sure. And that one is one that I would be a little more excited about. But I'm also a James Conner guy, so kind of hope he doesn't. Uh, 
but then moving on, you got Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, kind of the bread and butter guys who have kept JP atop the league all season. Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Um, San Francisco heavy, so what happens in that game will be a big part of JP's success. And again, playing against Atlanta, I honestly think he's got the upper hand. Uh, already with 16 points. This was probably the thing I wanted to talk about most in this podcast. Why does Harrison Butker only have eight points? I don't understand. Uh, he made... Two field goals, correct? And two extra points. But for some reason, it's registering his field goals made from one yard to 39 yards as zero for zero. Uh, call me crazy, but that's wrong. JP should have an additional six points. Uh, and I don't know why that is, but it is. Uh... And normally I would probably root against JP, but my big question is, why doesn't JP have six more points for Harrison Butker? Boom. Wrote in the smack talk. You can check on the league. Um, with this in mind, uh, oh, actually, oh my God, look at that. It just updated. It just updated on my computer. No, it just went back to 16. It updated on my phone. Well, this is now, if that isn't proof that your phone's listening to you, I don't know what is. Um, so JP's going to have to make a couple moves. Uh, Terry McLaurin, I think I saw some talk about this. I think he's going to be playing. Uh, if Carter and Chase Edmonds both come back from IR, uh, looking at the bench, I don't know if I'd replace anybody or move up Dalvin and Joe Mix. I well, actually, yeah, I would. I would move Dalvin and Joe Mixon up to the running back slots, um, just so I could plug in receivers if I had to. Um, I don't know. I think Devontae Smith would be the only one I might put in, but he's been playing lackluster football, so I don't think I'd do that. Um, assuming that these guys are coming off the IR this week. Uh, I still might replace Chase Edmonds. Uh, yeah, I'm having a change of heart. I might still replace him. Either way, uh, if those guys come off the IR, I think JP probably will more than hit his projection. Uh, he's at 150, well, I guess 164 now, depending on what you're looking at. Uh, I think he, he and, and Zach are both in the bow that whoever hits 180 is probably going to be okay. Um... I think in this matchup, only one will, and I think it's going to be JP this week. I think DeAndre the Giant is going to be the winner. And I think Zach is going to have a little bit of an uphill climb, but I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. So if they can kind of keep it together um, for for next week, they'll both be in the running. Uh, so this week, I, I will say, Zach, I am, I'm sorry, but you are the... Loser! Okay, that, that about rounds it out. Uh, you guys are probably sick and tired of hearing me talk. Um, and having said that, there's no one that I can really commiserate with about the Seahawks. Um, but yeah, uh, it. 
I feel like we did see a little bit of of life in them last week. Uh, it would be nice if they actually did play uh, some good football on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still in the boat that I'm hoping for a little bit of a shakeup. As a New Yorker, I wouldn't mind seeing Russ come out here. Um, I think it would be a fool's errand, and I don't see he ever, ever having success in as a giant. Uh, but that no, no, the waving the no trade clause to come to New York, I, I wouldn't want to see him in, in New Orleans, and I wouldn't want to see him uh, in Denver. But in New York, I could see him. It would just be terrible for him to do. I would rather see Pete leave and kind of see a new scheme come in. Um, and I don't know, was there a... Uh, see, now I'm just asking the abyss here. Well, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I guess we're going to go for the, uh, the Hawks, but uh, we're going to finish up this with a, a happy holidays and a Merry Christmas, and I hope you all have a wonderful holiday season. Um, that goes finicky and otherwise. Uh, but to each and every one of you, JP, I love you and miss you. Snake, love and miss you. Zach, it's been too long, brother. I love and miss you. Ben Derger, I am planning on a Vegas trip at some point. Um, so hopefully you and I can, I don't know, get wild in the Bellagio. Swim in the fountains, uh, just like the old times. But uh, I love and miss you, brother. Andrew Bottom, I think I tell you this on an audio message once every three months. I love you and I miss you. Uh, and then I just text you incessantly, but it is still true. Uh, I've been playing Europa on loop uh, ever since your birthday in June. Chris, uh, Tez, I love and miss you. Um, Jules, congratulations on CHAP welcoming that. Young lad to Day Island, uh, I love you. I love Emily. Love the whole gang. Uh, love you and miss you. Stephanie, I hope you and Kip and, and the kids are doing great down in California, too. I hope I hope you really do make it to the Rose Parade. I hope it's uh, COVID safe and friendly, but I love you and I miss you. And, of course, Ben, Heidi, and the whole Bliss crew, uh, including Caleb. Uh, congratulations, you guys. I love you and I miss you. Uh, can't wait to see you all again. Hopefully it's at the... Uh, MLB All-Star Game in Seattle, July 2022. Beggars can't be choosers. I'll take uh, I'll take any other time that I can get to. But until next week, guys, and Julian returns, or hell, maybe it, it could be me. I'll bring on Britt Browning or, God forbid, Scott Sweeney. To all of you finicky ears out there, have yourselves a merry and finicky little Christmas. <laughs>